What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night, this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, probably watching porn and have this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you got me. Now look at that doctor, homie. Fuck that. Black dude. This bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. I don't even know you, and I hate your guts. I hope all the bad things in life happen to you and nobody else but you. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J.K. Morris. It's Thursday, June 15th out this motherfucker. So, yeah, um, I had my daughter's graduation, eighth grade graduation, I should say, last night. So, um, decided to push the show to tonight. Man, I got a lot of shit to get off my motherfucking chest tonight. I'm going to go over Tournament of Death 16. Um, you know, me and my co-host Shaheen did that on Sunday, but I hadn't seen the show yet. So all I could do is crack wise to whatever he's saying, which is always a great time. I always love doing the show with Shaheen. But um, now that I've seen the show, I can give my own perspective on it. Um, I also have a lot of, um, 
you know, requested topics, which I love doing. I think I'm actually going to start out the show doing that today. Um, I got, I got a, I got a vent on a, on a certain dirty motherfucker. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to do that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, I am two days away from my first, uh, bone frog tier one challenge and shit. Um, you know, everybody knows I've, I, you know, I do the obstacle course races and this and that, um, you know, battle frog, uh, went away. They went under out of business, whatever you want to call it last year. And, um, bone frog, which I guess has some relation, but isn't like directly related as far as, you know, them saying, Hey, you know, we're going out of business. However, check out bone frog, like bone frog existed while battle frog existed. So, um, it's just something I, I wasn't able to fit in schedule wise, but, um, so I'm doing the higher end of that shit, of course. Um, so like the, the heavier miles, it's somewhere between 11 and 14 miles. I know that's a large jump, but, uh, that's what I'm doing. And, uh, I think something like 50 obstacles, like some crazy shit. Um, but 8:45 in the morning, Saturday morning, uh, I'll be out there in English town doing the fucking bone frog. Um, I'm fucking hyped. Um, watching the weather is always looking, you know, they're giving me like 30, 40% chance of thunderstorms or some shit, which sucks because, uh, you know, it's a long time out there. Uh, I definitely don't want to hear about lightning when, uh, English town, they got a lake out there and almost every race does lake crossing. So, uh, really don't want to be in the fucking lake if lightning's striking all over the place, but I guess we'll see how it happens. Um, so yeah, um, what do I get into first, man? Well, um, before I get into the questions, man, this Cosby shit has got every fucking morning on the news, their, their standard procedure is they got somebody standing outside the courtroom and outside the courthouse just waiting for Cosby to pull up. Now this motherfucker has been going to court for, I feel like fucking months now. And every day, like he ain't going to say shit to you. He, he He's not even going to look at you anymore. Maybe when he first started, he would nod or wave and shit. He's, he's past all that type of shit. This motherfucker doesn't say a word to anybody. And every day they're parked out there like, yo, Cosby's going to be here any minute. Uh, is, is that his, is that the vehicle? Oh, there he is. All right. He's pulling up. All right, uh, there he is. Uh, I believe he's getting out of the vehicle. Uh, yep. All right, uh, he's walking. He's still walking. There you go. All right. Uh, I mean, I don't understand like the fucking severe coverage on this shit. I understand covering the case. I mean, from what I see on an outsider's perspective, it looks like Howard Stern is accusing Cosby of raping him, which is crazy. Um, but that's just, you know, what I'm catching before I go to work. That's that's what it looked like. It looked like Howard Stern had a problem with Cosby being inappropriate and doing some old wild shit, knocking him out, sleeping, fucking, I don't know what, what went on. But uh, apparently that's what's going on. I know a lot of people accused him and this and that. Shit seems pretty legit. I mean, you don't get 35 fucking people accusing you of doing the same shit. I mean, I don't know. I probably can't get 35 people to agree with me right now on anything. So I can't imagine everybody jumping on the, uh, yeah, this dude, you know, rape me type Jill, you know? So obviously it's alleged, you know, there's nothing proved yet, but I don't know. All signs are pointing to this dude's up to some bullshit. Um, so anyway, um, it, it just strikes me as fucking crazy as hell. 
you know, every day it's just like, here, here he goes. Oh, yep. Vehicle pulled up. Is that him? Sure is. Yeah, motherfucker, you know it's him. You, you're filming the same vehicle fucking seven days a week. So I don't know. Uh, apparently they got like a deadlocked jury and the judge is just going to keep sending them back trying to, you know, if I had to guess, I'm going to say this dude's going to skate on it because I mean, you know, you see what the fuck I have with OJ. I mean, money fucking talks. And this is, this shit is straight up deciding whether he's going to die in jail or not. I mean, that, that's the bottom line is he skated his whole life on, on getting away with this shit. And right now he's just fighting legally to just not die in jail because that's 100% what's going to happen. I mean, you got to figure. I mean, he's probably got, what, 10 years left the way he's looking at shit tops. You know what I mean? So that fucking, that 10 years will turn into five in, in prison, and, and that'll be it. I mean, you'll just hear he, he died in his cell or whatever the fuck. But um, I don't I don't know. This shit is just wild. I don't know why every day I got to just fucking... They got to cut away from the news to watch this motherfucker walk. But all right. Um, we got the, uh, the requested topics. I don't really have like a label on exactly what to call them, but, um, here's, uh, Shaheen's topics that he's thrown at me. Um, what do you see Schlack doing by cage of death? I mean, look, CZW's booking is fucking bonkers. Um, Sammy's in charge of booking now. I'm hoping he's got a little bit more of a mind for this shit. Um, cause DJ sure as fuck doesn't. Schlack is a guy you put the fucking title on. You make fucking posters of this dude. You fucking market the shit out of him. CZW brand fucking merchandise. Sell, sell, sell. Make money off of this dude. This dude is one of a fucking kind. I mean, you know, you hear Masada on, on interviews with, you know, with podcasts talking about Schlack's money. I have heard from more wrestlers marking out for what Schlack's doing than just as many wrestlers as fans. Like everybody in the fucking business looks at what this guy is doing and goes, yo, this guy's got my fucking attention. You know, this, this guy's got some shit going on. So, you know, DJ goes on these fucking interviews and he called fucking Schlack green which is ridiculous because DJ, that's Shrek calling someone green. DJ will be green for the rest of his motherfucking life. And he has the nerve to call people fucking green, which really the only thing he's doing is fucking taken away from his own earnings. He's taken away from the value of what CZW could be. The different things that CZW could be bringing to the table and he chooses to try to downgrade someone's abilities in order to look like the better guy or some kind of shit like that. But just like any other time, if he doesn't make the money that somebody's worth, somebody else is going to make that fucking money. I mean, there's no question about it. Um, so I don't know. Like I said, I, I would have the fucking world title on this guy. I really would. Now, I don't have anything against Davey Richards holding the title right now. I don't think it's going to last past uh, this, this upcoming show. Shit, I hope it does. Um, my feeling is they're going to give it right back to Gacy, which is no fucking surprise, but it's also the worst idea on in the world. And, you know, they could do that shit to spite the fans and go, hey, you know, and, and Gacy's going to go online and go, I told you, fuckers. So, like, dude, it's it's fucking prearranged just because you're friends with Sammy Callahan doesn't mean that like that shit works for the company or that shit works for the fans that pay for it you know so um I really don't know what they're gonna do with Slack come 
the cage of death, the by cage of death. But I mean, the dude should a hundred percent be a big, big fucking deal with the company. And you know, you see the fucking promos this guy's cutting too. That shit draws eyeballs to your product as a whole, man. Like, if you get one fucking guy that puts out content that gets people in the building, that that's called a draw, DJ. I know you like to determine what's over as a face and as a heel and the Hollywood guys and the this and the that. But people want to be where the fuck your shit is at because of one guy. That's a draw. And, and if you don't capitalize on a draw... You're fucking stupid. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, there, there's a lot of contributing factors that led to me not attending shows anymore. But it's, it's that type of mentality that people walk with, the promoters that decide that, you know, I know better than the fans. Nah, bro. You you better know what the fucking fans want. And you don't have to cater to every single person. And you don't have to allow the fans to completely script your product. But in the same token, you can't. You can't just tell them, go fuck yourself. I know you guys want that, but it's never happening. You can't do too much of that. Vince McMahon could get away with that. He can get away with that. He could be like, you know, fuck fuck you. Roman Reigns is your fucking guy. John Cena is your guy. And I like both of those guys, personally. I'm, I'm not saying I rock both of their t-shirts or anything like that, but I think they both hold value in the company. That's a completely separate uh, topic. But anyway, um the indies do not have the luxury to do that type of thing. I don't care who the fuck you are on the indies. You don't have the luxury to fucking walk around and tell fans like, yeah, you sit and wait or fucking I'll give it to you when I feel like it. Nah, bro. Other people are capitalizing on shit that you don't do today. There's no time for slow builds on the indies. There really isn't. You can try to do it. A lot of times someone will swoop in and take your payday away. They'll take your payoff away. You know what I mean? It's happened a million times, a million fucking times. So, um, you know, and, and that's a hundred percent what fucking happened with, uh, you know, Tremont engaged. If DJ would have just pulled the fucking trigger on that shit when he got out the first time and said, you know, Hey, we're going to go with the Gulak feud and, and, and draw that out. And then cage of death. Well, you know, by cage of death, he fucked up again and he's in prison and now he'll never work for CCW again. And, and even if he does, the big blow off happened in GCW. And like I said, that was actually, despite my feelings about the ownership, that was the best place for that to happen because of the level of violence and the, you know, ultra violence and stuff that they were able to put out there. That's something they couldn't have done in CCW. So, um, you know, it actually ended up working out for the fans benefit, but clearly not CCW's benefit. So, um, is what it is. Um, Thoughts on Zandig basically saying deathmatch wrestling is going to come to an end one day. Well, I a hundred percent agree. Uh, there's a lot of companies out there that are completely pushing it. Um, Carnage Cup is one that, that completely risks the genre of deathmatch wrestling every single time they run a Carnage Cup. You know, um, you know, rumors float around that, you know, two assholes agreed to cut somebody's pinky off or something. Um, you know, I mean, it, there's tons of shit that they do, and it's just irresponsible. The box cutter shit, shit like that. There is a too far, and... You know, I mean, look at like the shit that happened with me at Tournament of Death last year. That was a kid. Deathmatch wrestling is never happening in fucking Delaware again. And don't get it fucked up because there was a kid sitting in front of me that happened. They happened to be away getting like a fucking burger or something. By chance, you guys didn't fucking ruin it for yourselves. And that's CZW. That's one of the more, um, at least historically, um, organized deathmatch 
type companies. You know what I mean? Companies that run death matches. CCW over time has had a pretty good reputation of keeping fans safe, despite the fact that they were doing crazy, crazy shit. You know, I, I was there. John Zandig and fucking Nick Mondo came off that fucking roof in front of me. And nobody got fucking hurt. Those fucking, you know, those those security back then, they weren't fucking students that were trying to be wrestlers and and just like paying their due quote unquote paying their dues and then like annoyed to be doing security and sitting like fuck i can't wait till i'm actually wrestling these were dudes that were there to do security and nothing else and they gave a fuck about what that company was going to be the longevity of that company if that company fucking went under because some dumb shit happened on their fucking watch they weren't about that shit so Mo and Shawnee and, and and all those other dudes back then, those fucking dudes cared about the company and their job was to keep motherfuckers safe. And they did that. Of course, I'm sure there's, you know, a little incident here and there and shit, but I don't think too many people got fucking filleted the way I did. And um, like I said, DJ paid for the bill and shit like that, but shit like that should never happen. Like Alex Cologne was completely reckless on doing it. Um, security was completely reckless on not getting a giant opening in that crowd because, look, I moved as far the fuck over as I could. Either you're going to clear that row out where you have to single file the fuck all the way out of that lane before someone gets Irish whipped or actually he was running it, dude, he was going to get backdrop. You can see the spot coming from a mile away, but he had like two or three chairs spaced to fall, and that still wasn't enough. You know what I mean? So... In that case, you'd have security clearing motherfucking rows out. Move, 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 move. They'd do whatever the fuck they had to do to move. There wasn't anybody. There wasn't anybody fucking anywhere near there telling anyone to move at all. So you got a little bit of a gap, but I was pressed right up against my girl, so there was no way for me to go any further. I I mean, I was where I was. I mean, you, you don't do that fucking move if you know that you don't have enough space, especially fucking barbed wire around your boot was the whole issue to begin with but um i don't know like shit like that risks deathmatch wrestling on a regular basis dumb dumb shit like that unnecessary shit like that and you know look gcw does shit that's not really allowed in jersey like they're not supposed to do fucking 200 light tube matches indoors and shit like this and it is what it is man i mean uh you know, I mean, Zandig knows himself, too, because he's involved with the product. This dude was battling State Athletic Commission back in year fucking 99, 2000, when he was doing, they said it couldn't be done. They said it couldn't be done because they said he couldn't do it as shit, light tubes in the building. So he's like, yeah, motherfuckers, and he did it outside, right outside the same building they couldn't, they said he couldn't do it in. So, you know what I mean? Like, he was rubbing it in the face of the State Athletic Commission fucking 17 years ago. And 17 years later, they're doing crazier shit than he was even attempting to do then in a building, in a little building with not a lot of ventilation and shit like that. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's many different levels where deathmatch wrestling is, is being put at risk. Um, and, you know, and again, I'm not pointing fingers in one specific direction to say this is going to be the death of it, but I'm just giving you a couple of good examples. Not only that, there's a lot of upstart companies that are just running deathmatch tournaments just because it's fucking hot right now. So you never know where the fucking big accident's going to happen. But once that shit gets real circulation on the news that this crazy shit happened and motherfuckers are showing up to this and kids are allowed there and this and that because most of the places kids 
they're just allowed to go. I mean, it, it's fucking crazy. But um, so yeah, that that that's my thoughts on it. I think it's a hundred percent right. I mean, I would hope Deathmatch Wrestling stays around, but this is this is why I keep preaching this. Uh, you know. Get the shit a little more organized. Get the shit a little bit safer. There should be a little bit more professionalism within the realm of deathmatch wrestling. And for the most part, the wrestlers are doing what they're supposed to do. Um, you know, mine is dumb shit like Cologne did. But, um, you know, or, you know, launching shit into the air that's going to land in the crowd. You probably should fucking lean away from that. Fire it at the ground instead of straight up, you know. But, again... It is what it is. I'm not in the fucking crowd anymore, so it really doesn't matter um, to me. That's that's on the motherfuckers who attend. That's on the companies who are running this shit. I'm just here to give my fucking commentary on it at this point. Um, what do I see Sammy doing with CZW a year from now? Uh, I, I think Sammy's back in a developmental product, and maybe he's making phone calls to DJ about what he should do. Uh, and that's honestly what I, I feel is going to be. Sammy doing with CZW a year from now. So, um, CZW iPay-Per-View streaming live on CZW Studios. Well, I believe it when I see it, first off, because they fucked up iPay-Per-View when they had it. They refunded the last, I think, two or three iPay-Per-Views, and then they had to just go to delayed iPay-Per-View. Um, which, I mean, you're getting it two or three days later, um... And, and, you know, just to believe that not only they're going to have iPay-Per-View back, they're going to have it streaming live on the same place that they're, you know, that, that they're running their subscription service. To me, that's fucking, I'll believe it when I see it. I, I don't think it's going to happen. They got to run successful fucking iPay-Per-View beforehand. Now, we're talking two shows away from the Onita show, and I've heard rumors like they're going to try to get that together before the Onita show. I fucking doubt it because... We're talking about July, and then we're talking about the Onita show. That's it, right there. So, just like last time, where you ran two or three eye pay per views that you thought, I mean, going in, you thought shit's gonna work. Obviously, you're taking people's money, and you know you're broadcasting and advertising it. You don't think that it's gonna just fall flat. I can't imagine. So, um, when you follow that up with all right, we're staking more on it. Now we're gonna put it on our subscription service. I guess. You maybe you help yourself a little bit because then like if they have your subscription service, you don't necessarily have to refund because there's so much other content on there. That's not the only thing they're getting for their money. But um I don't know. I, I just I'll believe it when I see it. I, I don't fucking buy it. I had heard, you know, uh they were gonna have eye pay per view in Florida. Um I hit DJ up like the week before and he was still working on it and other people were doing eye pay-per-views in the same fucking building and, and he just, he can't get it done. So we'll see about that. I, I don't know about that. Um, uh, doors being the new trendy weapon in wrestling. Am I a fan or do I prefer tables? Well, this is, this has been a thing for a while. I started seeing it in Shindy products first and I had, you know, gotten the explanation and it's pretty fucking simple a long time ago. Tables are way more expensive than doors. Those holocore doors are way, way more expensive. Um, if they're just being used as just doors, um, I hate them. I want them the fuck 
out of wrestling altogether. If you're doing it in a deathmatch scenario and you're fucking taping light tubes to it, I don't give a fuck. They're perfectly fine. That's, I mean, that's my opinion. I, I, um, you know, tables traditionally for a tables match. I mean, you remember this fucking, you got to make the tables count. That's the other thing. The tables are expensive, but make them count. Don't prop them up in the corner, do the fucking Irish whip flip bump spot. You know, if the tables are expensive, get more out of them than that shit. You know what I mean? Gage used to stand on top of them with his fucking opponent and pile drive a motherfucker through them. And you sat there as a fan going, man, I hope those legs don't give and shit. And more times than not, motherfucker, he got that shit off. Without that shit falling, nobody's holding it. I mean, you know, you push one of those tables the wrong way and the fucking leg will just fold on you. And uh, he got that shit off majority of the time. That's something to me that's worth the fucking table. Um, so I think that's that's what it comes down to for me. That's just, you know, my preference on the doors and shit. As far as the deathmatch stuff, man, you're taping fucking gussets or, or um, you know, the tax, even the tax strips or um, the, uh, you know, tubes or, or whatever the fuck to the doors. I don't think it makes a, a single bit of difference. I mean, you're just looking for it. Th- that falls right into the line with like the, um, the plywood with barbed wire, you know, like the barbed wire boards or, or you know, that type of stuff. You, the, you've seen the boards that have light tubes taped to them. So it's really no different. If anything, it's a little thicker than the board, obviously hollow core, but um, as far as impact, it's going to give you a better effect than just a board. So um, yeah, that, that, that's my opinion on the, uh, the, doors but please don't give me a tld match with just fucking tables ladders and doors get the fuck out of here i mean it's just just make it tables and or, or ladders and chairs lc yeah lc just give me an lc match if that's the case the tables are too expensive fuck it yeah i mean um why can't they just keep things lit on fire at tod seems like more fire spots either get botched or the fire goes out all right to me Fire is a really, really cool fucking effect, but fire is, you know, I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. It, I mean, it, I don't know if you've ever seen motherfuckers. I've had, you know, issues where like, you know, I didn't cover my fire bowl in the backyard. Um, so, you know, I go to start a fire and it's taking me fucking forever. You know, a little bit too wetness on the, too much wetness on the bottom and in the ashes. So, you know, I'm lighting fucking papers and, you know, putting kindling and this and that. And it looks like it's going to get going and the shit dies out. Now, that's that's you trying to just actually start a fucking fire, you know. So when you're talking about just out in the fucking middle of an open space, you're putting a little dash of fucking lighter fluid on it. And then you're moving around it because, you know, light a birthday candle and blow wind at it. What the fuck happens? It goes out. Um, So it's a tricky thing because to me fire is only really worth it if you get the real fucking crazy fire effect, which to me means you got to pour a shitload of fucking, uh, lighter fluid. Um, like Schlack did on his fucking elbow pad. Now that of course makes it a million times more fucking dangerous than if you get a little fire going and try to catch that little window where it gets a good burn. So fire is (laughs) a pretty fucking dangerous thing. I know that's not like a, a groundbreaking statement to say that fire is dangerous, but um, obviously if you want a really, really good effect on the fire, you, you need more of it. You need a big fucking badass fucking fire. And of course that makes it a million times more dangerous and less likely for someone to want to do in a match. 
you know, a little bit of fire here and quick move through it, fine. But when you you make it to the point where, um, you know, remember uh, Gage and Zandig, uh, Tournament of Death 5, I want to say, when he pulled the suplex to the outside and they had the, uh, the lighter fluid pouring on the fucking pane of glass. And the pane of glass was kind of just pooling that fucking lighter fluid. And uh, it was over the top of, like, a barbed wire pit. They had, uh, like, barbed wire laced over the top, and it was, like, scoop. You know, it had, like, walls on the sides. So when they went through it, that fucking pool of, of uh, lighter fluid just fucking lit and coated fucking Gage. And he fucking, he ran around the ring on fucking fire. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I that's. That's the way you get a cool effect, but not many motherfuckers are going to be signing up for that, and I damn sure don't blame them. Um, you know, I in my drinking days, I fucking fell into the fire, <laughs> all sorts of fucking drunk, burned the shit out of my arm. That uh, that was terrible. That was not some shit that um, I was into the next day when I actually felt pain again. Uh, you know, it, burns are horrible. I mean, they, they really are. So, um, generally, you know, the more fire you get going, the more likely it is to actually give you a serious burn. And, and that's just not recommended. That's not, it doesn't heal up quick. It doesn't go away quick. You ain't wrestling the next weekend and not feeling every bit of what the fuck you did. Yeah. I mean, like it's some serious shit. Um, all right, here's, here's lose topics. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor, my thoughts. Uh, this, this is fucking retarded. I mean, quite frankly, Conor McGregor's an amateur boxer. You know, he's a mixed martial artist, which means he could do a lot of different things. But as far as a standard boxer goes, 49 fucking times Floyd Mayweather has won against professional boxers. He's lost zero times. You think a guy who does a bunch of different things are going to pop up and fucking, yeah, I mean, like imagine, imagine a dude who fucking does roofs for a living. It has tried to fucking put a roof on, on this house and something about whether it be the picture of the house or the location and the weather that they're getting has not been able to get a roof to stay on that fucking house. It's just like every time a storm hits, some shit goes down and they can't get that shit together. Do you think like a journeyman contractor is going to be able to come in and put a better roof on the house than the professional roofers have been doing? Of course not. It's fucking crazy. And this will make money because people are fucking stupid. People are dumb as fuck. So it's going to make millions upon millions of dollars of people who fucking buy the bullshit. And um, a lot of other smart people will just fucking steal it. And the whole fucking thing will be on the Internet. You you'll have to really try hard to avoid seeing it for free. And you probably will still fail at that. Because if, if you have Facebook and you scroll down now, like the video will just start playing without you clicking on it. So chances are someone's going to post it and you're going to see at least a little bit of it for free the next fucking day. If not that night. Um, it's a, it's a motherfucking ridiculous as, uh, Eddie Murphy was saying. Um, do I think the wrestlers on the circuit today really care about making it to the WWE 
or are they content to be in the CCW, PWG, GCW, etc.? Um, depends on the person. I, I'd say the majority of people want to be in the WWE. Um, there, there's some people that I think, at least at the moment, are completely content with all that shit. Um, Joey Janela, for one. I mean, you you could tell how much you know effort he actually puts into you know his body. You know, I, I mean, you could tell he's content with where he's at, and that's that's fine. I mean, it is what it is. But um, yeah, I mean, it depends. I mean, you see, like the higher level athletes, the motherfuckers who were training their ass off and doing some top notch shit, the motherfuckers want to be in the WWE. You know, it, it's those yeah you know, those other guys on the card that a lot of times they don't really have any you know aspirations to you know, make it anywhere serious. Or maybe they do, but they're not even attempting, you know. They're making no attempt to, to go any further with their career. But, uh, um, if I had my pick in hindsight, who would I have go over at TOD? Actually, I missed a question, but I'm going to um, go back to that question when I review TOD. When I review TOD, that question will be pretty uh, obvious. Um are there any wrestlers I still want to interview? Well, um, I occasionally get, you know, the impulse to interview certain people. Um, my thing is always like my favorite interviews have always been old school CZW guys. Um, Lobo is like, I, I really want to fucking interview Lobo. Um, uh, Nate hatred's a guy I want to interview. I, I have, uh, I feel like I've been close a couple of times to interview him. For a long, long time, I wanted to interview Gage. I have no interest in interviewing Gage anymore. Um, his whole personality and shit changed, and, and I'm not up for the bullshit. I'm just not, I'm just not down with it. He can fuck around with all these, you know, these other little podcasts and shit. And uh, you know, Shaheen got him over there on the hot tag. Those are my boys. So yeah, I'm not necessarily talking about them. Um, you know, they're they're. Uh, He's cool with Brett Lauderdale, Shaheen, so uh that's how that make that that's how that happens. But um I um I don't know. Like to me I'm not I'm not with it. I'm not with the bullshit he's up to anymore. Um his his whole personality changed after he came out of prison the first time. To me it's it's not cool. It's uh a lot of it is pretty fucking corny and um uh, you know, the, the, there's two sides to it because when he goes on the fucking smart mark video and he goes out of his way to bury the fuck out of like RF video and call him a pedophile and this and that. And then he turns around like weeks later, maybe the same goddamn week and does an RF video thing. And like, just conduct business. If you hate this fucking dude, like you just said on the other interview, you're not going to go on the RF interview and go, come on, Rob, you're my boy. You know, I'll do anything for you, Rob. Fuck out of here. That's some old cornball fake shit. You know what I mean? And I'm not down with it, man. I mean, he, he's a super fucking violent wrestler. He's a fucking very, very entertaining guy in the ring. And, and that's that's where it's going to be. But I, I don't want to talk to him the way I did before. Before I really wanted to interview him. And I still believe, I don't give a fuck who you are. Nobody's going to put out a better fucking interview than I could give Gage. Because, you know, I've been a fan since day one. So, well, I started going in 2001. And I watched the old shit before that. And, you know, I had seen years and years. of this. That's why the old school CCW guys are... Um, the top guys that I always want to talk to. Wife Beater's another one I would love to interview. Um, because, you know, I, Rick Blade's another one I'd love to interview. Um, but, you know, it, it's, I have 
a lot of shit that I saw, you know, firsthand that I have questions. That, you know, I mean, you can go back and you can go in the archives and research and all that shit, but it's not the same as people that are, you know, that, that invested in it. There's a million people who could do way, way better interviews with many, many people because they've seen their careers firsthand. You know I mean? It just happens to be the thing that I have expertise in, I guess I would say. Um, so, but yeah, like I, like I said, um, I, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not into that one, even though that was a long time, you know, dream interview. Um, I'm trying to think of who else offhand. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, there's a lot of interviews. I just like to just keep talking to those fucking like Eddie Kingston's a guy. I, I'll talk to that fucking guy another 12 times on this fucking podcast before I'm done. Uh, homicide, uh, that Masada's another dude. Uh, Schlack was a lot of fun. I definitely want to have him back on. Um, you know, let some time go, you know what I mean? Let him get some more matches and shit so we could talk about some new shit, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, uh, I guess my answer to that. I don't really have, like, too crazy, uh, you know, I tried to get Leo Rush. Leo Rush is a tremendously talented performer. He started talking about he wants $100 for, uh, no longer than a 45 minute. You can get the fuck out of here with that, dude. There, I don't, there's nothing you're going to tell me that's worth $100. Uh, I don't give a motherfucker about what anything about what I would ask you for that, dude. I'm, I'm a grown ass man. Get out of here. Um, what is my opinion on Sean King and his recent decision to boycott the NFL due to the quote unquote mistreatment of Colin Kaepernick? Oh man, um, I don't even know who the fuck this is to be honest with you. I I know that there's been this person and that person talking. I don't watch too too much like ESPN shit anymore as far as you know people just because after a while it becomes like speculation and speculation and speculation. Eventually when the game is played, you know the real answers. You know what I mean? So I can only watch so much of that shit. But um, all I know is the Colin Kaepernick thing has gotten to be like you know they treat this fucking dude like he's Malcolm X and shit, but he's he's marginally retarded i think um this dude took the the time in his career for the first time his job was coming up under question he was benched he was no longer a starter and suddenly he had an awakening that he wanted to make statements on the political stance of America and this and this. Come on, man. It's no coincidence. He wanted to draw attention to himself because he saw that fucking window closing. Do I think that he's a bad enough quarterback to not deserve a job in the NFL? No. But he he fucked himself out of being a starter because he started playing scared. Um, he lost. That dude lost probably at least 40 pounds of muscle in the off season and decided he was going to do some shit where he kneeled and, and, and instead of standing for the national anthem at the same time that he was losing massive fucking muscle mass. Why? I, I don't fucking know. I don't know the reason behind his shit. I don't know. I know the dude went out there and fucking praised uh, Fidel Castro for his emphasis on education instead of the prison system. He's fucking stupid because when it comes to that shit, Fidel Castro would have you fucking killed rather than put you in fucking prison. So why would he invest any money in fucking prison? We're not killing motherfuckers over here. So we're stocking them all in prison and then we have to pour money into it. Now he's pouring money into the education system because he wants his followers to have more education. And then if they don't listen to him, they don't go to fucking jail. They get fucking killed. 
So basic fucking math would tell you why the fuck that shit's happening. Let's not give the dude credit for running a better fucking government. The dude's a fucking tyrant. Go talk to the people of fucking Cuba and ask how fucking great the guy is. He's not getting that type of fucking praise. He's fucking stupid. The dude didn't fucking vote in the election, but said that, oh, you know, well, um, uh, you know, it doesn't matter either way. Well, hold up. You were making stances against the racial inequality and the mistreatment of people of, uh, of color by the police. Well, I mean, on one side, you had Donald Trump promoting stop and frisk coming back, which was deemed unconstitutional. And on the other side, Hillary wasn't down with that shit. So even on that stance alone, and I'm sure you could go much, much deeper into this. I'm not a politics type of dude. Uh, I'm really not. But. If you're the type of dude that's going to take your giant fucking podium, your entertainment um, vehicle, and you're going to promote a certain type of political message and then bow out on any political leverage, then you're fucking, you don't have anything to talk about. You need to sit the fuck down and maybe stand the fuck up for the anthem and play ball with everybody else. Yeah, I mean... I don't give a fuck whether you stand, sit, this and that. But when his actions cost him anybody being interested in that dude being part of their squad, it's not fucking racial bias. This dude is acting fucking stupid. You know? And and the thing is, too, um, yeah, now he's donating money, this and that. Of course he is. He needs fucking attention. If he could spend this type of money and, and get more eyeballs on him and make himself some kind of fucking martyr, you know, dude, he already made his fucking bed, you know, and, and you can get mad at that, you can call, you know, you pretend like this fucking guy's Malcolm X, I'm a 49er fan with a Colin Kaepernick jersey in the fucking closet, I wanted nothing more than success for this fucking dude, I have zero fucking reason to have turned my back on the way, this dude, the way I have. Zero fucking reason to do that. But he, he chose his fucking decision. This, this is what he did. You know what I mean? And to say that, oh, well, you know, uh, it wouldn't have mattered if, you know, his his vote wouldn't have mattered. Now, man, you're taking a fucking podium. You're getting people to back you up and follow you. You have millions of people at your grasp, at listening to your opinion, and possibly following your lead so you could have affected things quite a bit and you chose not to you know what i mean this is this is the type of shit i'm saying so i mean that's that's my colin kaepernick stance and i don't give a fuck who feels differently i i see these people and i had to leave so many fucking 49er groups because the shit wasn't even about football anymore it became a race war it, it became a goal war you clearly don't understand because you're white. And it's like, dude, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I don't know if you're looking at things the same way that I am. If you're seeing the shit that I am. This dude took no fucking stance when he was in the fucking Super Bowl. This dude took no fucking stance when he was scoring fucking touchdowns. Only thing he was about was kissing his fucking bicep. And now in this offseason, he lost his fucking bicep and gained a giant fucking political stance to wave around while his fucking contract was coming up. 
Well, I mean, come on, man. And then you decided you wanted to opt out of the contract. You want to go on a trading block. You want to, you want to this. Nobody was fucking interested. These motherfuckers took Mike Vick back after killing fucking dogs. This dude made that big of a fucking ass out of himself and dropped off his performance in the same fucking breath. Who the fuck? I mean, you're not a starting quarterback anymore. You immediately draw attention, whether you call it negative, positive, whatever. It, it's not, it's not football-related attention. What team wants to sign up for that? Hey, my my answer is nobody, and obviously that's the fucking answer. So you, you can boycott the fucking NFL. You probably weren't that big of a fan to begin with. So get the fuck out of here. Um. Uh, he says, I would love to see Black G's on TV, whether TNA or Raw. I think he's one of the few with charisma to get over as a heel and a face. Any word from him? Yeah, I mean, I talk to G's all the time. Um, he's a great dude. And, you know, a hardworking dude. He's one of the few out there that look like fucking wrestlers. Um, you know, man, I, he's done his fucking thing. He, he's worked in TNA. He's he's done dark matches or uh whatever you want to call it on the WWE uh, job matches, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, man, he's, as he says, TV ready. So, um, man, I, I don't know. I mean, only time will tell if, uh, you know, he gets the phone call, um, definitely deserves it. You know, what can I say? Um, will we ever see a Joker Masada rematch happen and will it be booked correctly? Um, I'd imagine they get that going. Um, it's going to be in GCW. I mean, most likely you're going to see that in GCW, not somewhere else. So, um, and will it be booked correctly? Um, GCW does a good job of just letting motherfuckers bang out. So I think that they'll let them, you know, go in there, have the match, and just beat the shit out of each other because um, they don't do too, too much with the stories and stuff. So as far as you know, doing some angle that's going to fuck the match up. Probably not. I mean, they're probably just going to execute it. Um, with Davey Richards being the new champion and his exposure on TNA, do you foresee him working any arrangements between both companies? Absolutely not. I, I don't see DJ working out any kind of arrangement with TNA or anything that actually um, holds financial gain. Yeah, this pro wrestling Hollywood shit. He was over in China trying to work out a fucking deal. I can't get a broadcast in motherfucking Jersey. Dude's trying to get TV in fucking China. Nah, it's just fucking TNA crossover. It's not going to happen. This dude, as soon as Pepper Parks got fucking signed in TNA and uh, Cherry Bomber, Alley or Braxton Sutter, whatever you want to call these dudes, just stopped using them right away. They had TV ready, fucking firing on all cylinders. Stop using them. As soon as he got signed. He's working other indies. He's doing all it. Stop using them. EYFBO, fucking TNA, stopped using them. Haven't seen them since. Um, Homicide, was using them like a motherfucker. TNA, stopped using them. So... Um, I, I don't see too much of a working relationship there. I don't think it's, you know, beyond uh, any thought process that they're going to use those guys again. I'm not saying they won't, but I sure as fuck don't see them rushing to use them again. You would think that, you know, like House of Glory did that shit. They, uh, EYFBO won the fucking tag titles in TNA. 
fucking tag titles in House of Glory. They're running around House of Glory with both fucking straps. And I was looking like, look, the TNA champions are our champions. That, that, that shit looks good. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's just to each their own. Um, it, it's just, it's crazy. Some of the booking is just crazy. And, you know, these, these fucking, they do this crazy shit where, the promoters or even the wrestlers will get together and try to tell you this guy's really good, even though the fucking fans don't like him. The fans aren't just like, you know, heel or face. They, they don't like him. These, these fucking green eggs and ham ass wrestlers. And what do I mean by that? Not over as a heel, not over as a face, not over here, not over there, not over any place. Yeah, I mean, that type of shit. I mean, it, it just, it doesn't make any motherfucking sense. And then they'll explain to you why you're wrong. You don't understand because you're a fan. No, that's why I do understand because I get this shit for my fucking, my entertainment. And if it's failing to entertain me, that's, that's my choice. That's, that's my decision on whether the shit entertains me or not. And if it doesn't, then I don't really know what to fucking tell you, but that's not, um, that's not up to you, you know? Uh, people, people get the fucked up all the time. Um, let me see. What? Uh, all right. Uh, I think that that's all I got for questions. I believe or uh, topics. Um, let me see. A oh, random, random question. Do, do I think they'll ever fix a public transportation problem between New Jersey Transit and the MTA? I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Um, I know there's just there's just a lack of fucking getting shit done. I mean, as far as, you know, uh, you know, New Jersey transit and shit like this, like there's no train in the town I live in. And there's like areas where there used to be train tracks back when fucking Al Capone was running fucking bootleg liquor out of fucking the, the next town over, over here. Yeah. I mean, um, out of the Crystal Lake fucking, uh, it's a retirement home now, but it used to be one of his fucking, his, uh, his hangouts and shit. And they used to do illegal gambling and run bootleg out of there and shit. And, uh, there was fucking trains then. We ain't got no motherfucking trains now. So, I don't know. Shit's all fucked up. Um, yeah, they just, they just keep building and building and clogging the fucking roads. But when it comes to public transportation, they really don't do any, uh, any, any big time, uh, changes, you know, and it's, it is what it is. Um, I don't know, but, um, so probably not gonna, I mean, if it's in someone's political agenda, maybe you'll see some things work, but, uh, I, I, I don't fucking, um, Mike Dix wants to know, uh, the recent, recent slack WWN controversy. Maybe you can get him to call in and tell his side of the story. Um, I, like I told him, uh, I got a lot to talk about tonight. I wasn't going to just try to have Shrek on to talk about one topic. I've heard a little bit about this stuff and some old stuff that, uh, you know, supposedly like Nazi type shit going on. I, I don't really fucking know. I, I don't know what the fuck goes on with it. I don't, I don't know, um, anything about his, his actual feelings about this or that. I'm pretty sure uh, Shaheen maybe touched on it, or I touched, somebody fucking touched on it, and I think he said some shit, like, he's, you know, he's not racist, or whatever, but, so I don't know, I mean, it, what more can you really say, you could dig up old pictures that's got him doing some old racist shit, 
if he's not playing that card today, I, I mean, I don't really know what to say. He, you know, he's working with all sorts of different nationalities and shit right now today. I don't know. I mean, if, if you want to pull up some shit on the past and judge that dude permanently, I, I mean, that's on you. Um, I, I don't know any concrete shit to make me hate this dude. Um, all I know is, you know, entertainment-wise, he's doing some, some real fucking awesome shit, and, and that's what I'm watching and I'm enjoying. I'm hoping some giant fucking public shit doesn't come out that makes me go like, oh, fuck, I can't, I can't just <laughs> support that shit. Like, you know, the shit with Necro beating the shit out of that chick. I mean, I, I you know, I, I can't, I can't just like blindly support a dude like that. So anyway, um, no Nazis, only schlack. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's all the questions I got. Um, I'm going to play a track. And then come back, and I got I got some other shit to get into. Oh, what the fuck did I just do? With my t- okay, there we go. I clicked the wrong fucking thing on my computer, and I thought I almost X'd the goddamn screen out. Luckily, I didn't do that. So, all right. Um, let me go with this one. The way you going down in the underground. Bust a few, the crew, it's thinking the dots effects, I thought you knew, knock it, niggas, 
All right, I'm back. Um, now let let's get into this shit here. I um, I kind of you know uh, ruffled a couple um, a couple feathers, I guess you'd say. And um, let me let me give you uh, what the uh, the topic was, and um, and then we'll get into the reasons. We'll get a little deeper into this. Now, um, Dan O'Hare, uh, you know, wrestler, uh, he had posted something putting over photographers. Um, there was uh, um, there one person I, I don't really know, uh, Amy Morgor or some shit like this. Um, Hamhead was another, and uh, Andrew uh, Kowalski was another, and. Then I saw on the post, and of course, Matt Wolf. Now, that sparked my fucking attention. Um, I'm not 100% sure how I even saw this fucking post, because I don't think I'm friends with Dan O'Hare or or anybody else on that fucking list. So I I don't really know how I saw this, but I did. So uh, maybe someone commented on it that I know. I, I don't fucking know. So anyway... So I scrolled down thinking, like, how in the fuck does Matt Wolf end up on this fucking list? Because the other people that I've seen pictures of on that fucking list do great fucking picture work, whether I like the motherfucker or not. Straight up. Um, so, and I've seen this little dirtbag's pictures, and it's like the shittiest pictures, like the wrestlers are in horrible positions, like they're laying on the mat and shit. And, like, it's shot through the ropes. Like, you see all the fucking ropes. The ropes are in better focus than the wrestlers. And then this big fucking watermark in the corner. It's not even a watermark because the shit's not, like, anywhere near transparent. It's, like, a big, bold fucking uppercase letters with with the copyright symbol. Motherfucker, you ain't copyright a goddamn thing. And it says Matt Wolf. Like, why the fuck would you even try to protect an image that isn't even worth fucking posting. You should have deleted that shit off your fucking camera when you took it. But I digress. So I see um, that he's there. And then I scroll down and I see that he, this, uh, the initial post had been edited. He posts, hey, did you forget someone? So then Dan, you know, being either nice or sarcastic or both goes, Oh, how could I, or something. And he goes, add me to the list. Now, first off, if someone's given specific people of a certain task or trait or skill credit for what they do, and your fucking name doesn't come up, you probably didn't earn your fucking name to come up. It's not that you're so fucking great and he just slipped his fucking mind that your pictures are phenomenal. Your shit sucks. So anyway, I couldn't help it. I couldn't resist. I try a lot of times to just let people say what the fuck they want to say, even if it's completely fraudulent. But this little cocksucker is on the wrong side of me to begin with. So it just happened like sometimes, and, and I'll explain that a little further in a minute. But, um, I just couldn't resist. So I posted, um, your camera sucks, your pictures suck, and you're a fucking clown or something like that. Everybody else on that list is great at what they do or does great work. 
So um, the first thing he does is blocks me. So now that whole comment thread for like a day isn't there. I get a screenshot from uh, from my boy that he posts on his thing like fucking jealousy of these punk ass marks and this and that. This whole thing. And then um, the next day, all of a sudden, I see, like, someone liked my comment. And I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? Because, like, when he blocked me, like, he just, the whole threat, like, I wouldn't see anything that went on on that, on that comment thread, right? So I say, and it's funny because it was Jonathan Stauffer that, that liked my comment. Uh, that's, you know, if you know historically with the show, that that's pretty funny. Um, so, and Andrew also liked my comment, which is also funny. Um, but, uh, so then I see him go, uh, someone goes, why is this fucking guy so bitter? And he goes, he's cause he's stuck on the other side of the guardrail. All right. Now, now let me explain why I, what should I do first? Let me explain why I have a problem. Well, no, nah, all right. Let me explain the guardrail thing. Um, I don't want to shoot fucking pictures. I, I have no ambition. I don't attend shows. I have no ambition to shoot ringside photography. I, um, I've shot, I think five shows for Jersey all pro. Um, I was invited by fat Frank first. And then stemming off of that, I became close with, um, Pierre and Pierre has graciously invited me to shoot ringside every time um this um this upcoming uh worldwide thing it's it's midday on a saturday i'm not taking off work in order to shoot ringside so i haven't really gone into you know hey you know i'll be there type thing so i i didn't even get into it and i can tell you right now i'm not so before we start speculating like oh i guess he's off the i'm telling you right now i'm not doing it because uh it's it's the middle of the day i'm not fucking losing a day of work in order to shoot ringside photography again it isn't my fucking thing like i i have a close like talking relationship like very very friendly and communicate communicative with um ian rotten now when we went 14 hours to iwa deep south or mid-south i should say my apologies ian um do, do you think i asked ian to shoot no i i fucking had my front row seats and I just shot pictures from there. It, it's not my ambition to shoot ringside. So anyone that goes for Hamhead, that goes for um, uh, this Matt Wolf kid, that goes for Andrew, anyone who thinks that I'm jealous of what you're doing, you're wrong. Yeah, I mean, you're completely wrong. I've given Hamhead credit for what he does. I've given Andrew credit for what he does on the picture side of things. Um, I honestly think right now, currently, and it's not just because I hate Hamhead, but um, Andrew is doing the best fucking deathmatch ringside photography out there, hands fucking down. Every time I see a show that he puts up, he gets better. And I don't even have him on my page, so I don't get to see like his whole albums for the most part. I guess, you know, that's, <laughs> that's my bad for, you know, deleting people and being, you know, fucking blunt and honest. I and mean, it is what it is. I don't regret shit like that. But, um, other people are sharing it all the time because it's some of the best fucking shit out there. So 
no, I don't, I don't have any jealousy because I want to do those. I really don't like, you understand, like for me to go to a wrestling show, I work Saturdays. I like, and I've, I've worked Saturdays for the past 16 fucking years. I've been at my job. I, I have to leave work early to get to a night show. If it's an afternoon show, man, I gotta, I gotta take the fucking day off. I'm not really down with that. I'm only off Sundays. You know what I mean? So, but it, it's not, it's not even something I, if you told me tomorrow you could shoot fucking cage of death, I would not be there. If you told me I could shoot the Onita show first time, only time ever, not only am I now going as a fan, I wouldn't shoot at ringside if I had the opportunity. I, I, I fucking promise you, I swear to God, that's not something I want to do. So let's get that jealousy shit right off the fucking table. All right. Now, let me point out to you personally why I don't like your motherfucking ass, Matt. I'm sure this is going to get back to you, and I can't wait for it to get back to you. I want you to fucking know all of this shit real fucking clear. Now, when I had the problem with Hamhead, and I got into it with him, and everybody came out of the fucking woodwork that all of a sudden hated me that I barely knew your motherfucking names to begin with. And somehow you had a deep fucking hatred for me. Not to my fucking face on the internet. Okay. No problem. I read all the fucking comments. I got people that are friends with all you motherfuckers. And they send me screenshot after screenshot after screenshot. And I read it all. And all you motherfuckers talk crazy reckless shit that you would never in a million years say to my fucking face. So that's the first thing that goes on. Now, when I see that type of shit, I go, all right, well, um, you know, I got a real legit fucking life. Like, I, I don't have to go out of my way to do a fucking thing with any one of you motherfuckers. So any time that I feel I, I want to, I'll just fucking, I'll just embarrass you. You know what I mean? Whether it be, uh, you know, back online, like, like I seen with this. The moment struck me and I'm like, fuck this dude. But let me tell you where you crossed the fucking line, Matt. Where you narrowly avoided motherfucking permanent fucking disabilities beyond the ones you were fucking born with. Because if you think for one fucking second all that crazy shit you talk, you could post cartoon pictures of wolves, you could post all the type of shit, you can get 18 motherfuckers to agree with you that I'm some kind of dickhead and that you're the fucking man. First off, they probably don't like you neither. Second off, do me a motherfucking favor and think realistically to yourself what the fuck would happen between me and you. Seriously. Like, seriously break down the situation in your mind and think about what the fuck would happen. Please tell me that it would work out in your favor. I want you motherfuckers to write me fucking four-page essay on... How you think your life is better than mine. And I would like a brief synopsis on how you think the confrontation between me and you would go down if shit got physical. And I understand the later part of the situation where I wind up with a charge. That part I understand, and that's the part that's helping you out. Now, let me tell you where you crossed the fucking line with me, Matt. And this is the shit that I don't forget forever. You're fucking with the wrong motherfucker. If you think the terms that was a long time ago or that was just the internet or any of those things apply to fucking reality for me, 
you're fucking dealing with the wrong dude. Now, the point where you cross the fucking line and you're lucky, lucky I found out about this shit after I left the building. Jersey All Pro, 20-year anniversary. I'm shooting ringside. You're walking around with your red $100 fucking camera ready to watermark shit from the motherfucking bleachers. My wife and kids are sitting in the bleachers. A couple rows up from there, Hamhead's wife and kid is sitting in the bleachers. You thought you were cool. So you walked up and started talking shit about me to Hamhead's wife. Well, luckily for you, only my wife heard you talking. Because had one of my children heard you say some shit about me, and asked me why this fucking kid is saying these things about their dad. I don't know if you understand the ramifications of that at all. I, I don't think that you've dealt with the type of motherfucker that I am. I really, really don't. And I'm not putting myself on like I'm some bad. I mean, you got to look at what the fuck I'm doing physically on a regular basis. You got to look at the fucking seriousness of what I am in my fucking life. The passion that I put behind every fucking thing I do. And you got to look at the transparency on what the fuck you carry around in this earth. And I'm telling you right fucking now. Kids that you were a couple rows behind and you didn't even, you probably didn't even know that they were related to me or anything like that. You should be buying my kids fucking birthday presents. Because if it wasn't for them existing... If it wasn't for their importance, if it wasn't for me wanting to see every minute of their childhood, I'd be pulling the skin off your motherfucking face. And I would go to the the very next wrestling show after you typed on the fucking internet, this and that, that I ain't shit, and blah, 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 and whatever wolf pack bullshit you're putting on the internet, I would attend the next wrestling show not for a single fucking match, not planning on being in the building by the time the opening announcements happened. I would go in there, and that would be the end of both of our fucking nights. And we would go to two separate fucking places. You figure out what those fucking places are. I'm not playing fucking games with you. I'm not playing games with Hamhead. I'm not playing games with none of you little punk motherfuckers online. Like I told you before, I'm not Batman. I'm not going to run around and fucking seek out my my enemies and defeat all of you. I don't give a fuck about a single motherfucking one of you. My oldest daughter just graduated eighth grade the other day. I got two seven-year-old twins. You think I give a motherfuck about any one of you? But the bottom line is you guys are motherfucking cardboard. You're built like fucking cardboard and playing with fire. So... I don't want you to think for one fucking second that you're ever talking some shit online that has any fucking reality backing it. Nobody's fucking jealous of any fucking thing any one of you motherfuckers are doing in your life. Nothing. Not a single fucking thing. Nothing is going to come out of this. Nothing is going to go forward into any serious fucking situation because you can't make it happen. And I know fucking better than to make it happen because my life is way, way too important to waste on you motherfuckers. But don't think for one fucking second that you can do a motherfucking thing in reality. You motherfuckers are the most fraudulent, ridiculous, internet gangster, whatever the fuck you want to call it. You're fucking clowns. 
And anytime I see your fucking name pop up and I, it just happens to strike me, I'm going to tell you what fucking clowns you are on the internet. And bottom line is, you aren't going to do a fucking thing about it. I could be comatose and you motherfuckers couldn't do a thing about it. You understand? So I, I just wanted you to know how thin fucking ice that you fucking skated that night, Matt. And I want you to check your motherfucking words because believe me, I hear from so many different fucking people that you think like you that congratulate me on fucking just embarrassing you online. And that wasn't like any like, oh, I have some real deep, deep rooted fucking goal here. I have a real agenda. I'm just like, fuck you. Fuck your camera and this and that. But then for you to go on further and this fucking Mark and jealousy, Mark, motherfucker, I barely watch wrestling anymore. Mark. You're begging motherfuckers to carry light tubes to the ring. You're fucking... <laughs> Mark. Dude. I mean, you should you should be wearing a motherfucking helmet when you leave the house. Because you're a little too dangerous for your own good, bro. So, I, I, that's that's all the fuck I gotta say. Um, that That's it. I'm, I'm gonna take another break. And um, come back and I'm gonna review TOD. Who's the one rapper who passed? Ah. 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 Ah.
not going for the okie doke. Believe that. His squad's definitely in the house. In the house. For the brothers that don't be knowing. What's up? Word is bomb, I gotta show him the flavor. Back to the punk track. Like black sheep, my man, you say, Who's the red man? Where's the red man? I kill. I get that with the friend. Yo, chill, G. Chill, lot. Sober, man. Yo, you don't gotta say no more. It's over. All right, I'm back. Um, now look, um, TOD caught a lot of fucking heat, man. TOD was really shit on by a lot of people, and I think unfairly. Um, yeah, I said this previous to, um, you know, even going into TOD that following what TOS did, especially with that main event, that was one of the best death matches of all time. So. They had not only a hard act to follow, an impossible act to follow. Because you can't just manufacture another one of the best death matches of all time the following week. I mean, that just wasn't going to fucking happen. So I think going in, people were going to be disappointed. Um, I think um, there's some reasons why it caught the, the heat it did. And I think mainly because of who they put over. Um, but I, I want to get into the tournament. Um, before I get into the tournament, let me let me say this. Um, I got to give credit to MLJ because the dude was such a fucking embarrassment on the previous year's tournament of death, including the incident that happened with me and his contributions to that. Um, and uh, last the the previous week. At GCW, he was more drunk on commentary than I've ever fucking heard. Ever heard anyone on commentary? And he he took a good uh, he, he took a good attempt at trying to be the the most drunk you've heard anyone. Period. Um, because there's not too much more drunk you get after that before you're not able to speak and you're laying on your face. I mean, it, it, it's. It, he was very, very far gone and was the dude who was supposed to be, um, you know, running down the matches and shit, which is just fucking crazy. So um, he went into TOD and, to the best of my knowledge, did it sober. Um, he not only did ring announcing, he double dutied for a lot of the show and went from announcing the match to going over and doing commentary, which is, you know, pretty fucking serious and... To do that in that environment, look, man, I was an alcoholic. I'm not one of those people that subscribe to you're an alcoholic forever. I'm only an alcoholic if I drink. The second I took a drink, believe me, I'd be an alcoholic. But since I'm almost four years sober, I'm no longer an alcoholic. That was some previous shit I was into. You know what I mean? So that, that's just my stance on it. I'm not an AA guy. I did shit my way. Fucking Sinatra. Um I don't think you ever stopped drinking. Um, so I know, you know, by my own experience, TOD atmosphere is very welcoming to all vices. You know what I mean? So I give the guy a lot of credit for being able to go out there a week after getting that fucked up and maintaining throughout TOD. You know, I, I put him on blast when he was a complete embarrassment. And, um, yeah, I'm not saying I'm, I'm now friends with the dude or, you know, but I want to say, you know, um, I appreciate that and I'm sure it wasn't easy for him. So congratulations on, on that day being professional. So, um, 
show starts out with G Raver versus Cannonball. This is a uh, uh, fucking light tubes and cinder blocks match. I fucking love cinder blocks. Uh, I this stipulation alone is a huge fucking favorite of mine because I love light tubes and I love cinder blocks. Um, there's not a lot of faking cinder blocks. Those things have a certain uh, level of reality to them, and um, man. Uh, obviously a high level of danger and, you know, they got some fucking weight to them. So you really got to be, you know, maneuvering some shit and, uh, doing it with precision to not get yourself killed out there. And these two, um, fucking killed it. Uh, this I'd say was my, my favorite cannonball match I've ever seen. Um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the dude as a person, you know, he adopted a, a cat from my shelter, him and, uh, his girlfriend, Tara Calloway. Which I also let me just segue real quick. Um, support Tara Calloway. Go out there, buy an eight by ten from her. She's donating all the proceeds to the shelter I work for um, up until the end of the month of July. So go support her, and you know, buy an eight by ten. You'll buy a t-shirt from her too, for the nice things that she's doing for animals right now. It's appreciation for you know um, adopting an animal from us. So. Um, I really appreciate her doing that. I think that's fucking awesome. However, uh, Cannonball, like I said, I have not been the biggest uh, Cannonball fan in the ring. This, however, is my very, very favorite Cannonball match I've ever seen. Um, I think him and G. Raver did a phenomenal job. Um, G. Raver is a fucking crazy bastard. Um, the only thing that obvious, you know, you, you see it in the match it was not just not a well thought out spot. It was very, very dumb. Um, they did like a spot where there was light tubes like fucking attached to a cinder block. And he tried to lay cannonball across the top of the top rope and then like lay the cinder block with light tube on him. But like cannonball is not a flat surface. I don't know how this was supposed to work out. And then he was going to balance on the top rope as well, and then jump up and, like, double stomp the tubes. Like, how how was shit not going to fall off him? So you could tell, like, right off the bat it's not going to work. So he tried to, like, hold the shit while jumping, and, like, man, he just ate it. He really got fucked up on that one. And uh, supposedly hurt his back and ribs type shit. Didn't really know. Um, I talked to him a day or two afterwards. And uh, he didn't really know what was going on with his back and ribs. But, uh, you know, he definitely got hurt. You know, they threw up the X and all that. And he still finished the match. Um, But, you know, mine is that botch right there. I mean, they pulled a fucking... They pulled, like, a a dive through the fucking ropes. Like, fucking G-Raver took, like, a suicide dive through the ropes. And was met by Cannonball hitting him with a fucking light tube taped to a cinder block, you know what I mean, like, in midair, that should take some fucking precision, um, but, like I said, I, I really love this match, the other thing that, that stuck out, and again, it's, it's, you know, I'm not saying they shouldn't have done this or whatever, but I just thought it was funny, uh, Masada was on the Hot Tag podcast, and he, uh, mentioned that, uh, you know, G. Raver asked him about the tattoo needles, and he said it was all right, you know, because it was close to the skewer thing, and, um, he said, you know, but I know uh, he won't be doing that shit on the same show as me. That's for fucking sure. And, you know, uh, G. Raver is such a class act with that type of shit. He probably cleared it with him before the fucking match, too. But 
it was just funny because I just just recently heard like yeah, he's not doing it on the same show as me. And sure enough, starting out the show, same show as Masada, heavy skewer action, and we got the tattoo needles in the head. But um, either way, um, this fucking match was bananas, man. Uh, what a fucking opener! And you know, this already like just opened my eyes. Like people are really calling this the worst tournament of death ever. Like what the fuck? Um, match two. Clint Margera and Connor Claxton. Now, look, I mean, they did a bunch of, you know, pretty basic brawling and, and uh, deathmatch shit. But the thing that stood out more than fucking anything, barbed wire trampoline. This fucking shit was crazy. This is some never-before-done shit in deathmatches. And, you know, they you've seen the circus deathmatch, Madman Pondo, J.C. Bailey, um, you know, you've seen that shit. This was a trampoline, and the, the shit wasn't just laced with barbed wire. The barbed wire was laced to the fucking springs. I mean, <laughs> that shit is fucking genius. They came off that when Connor came off that truck and bounced up off that fucking that is unbelievably sick. I mean, just fucking crazy. So. Let's let's go just quick, you know, uh, 12 days of Chris, Christmas recap. You got crazy, crazy barbed wire trampoline, never been done before shit, and absolutely bonkers fucking cinder block and light tube match. Open the show. So far, so motherfucking good, right? Okay. Match three. Schlack versus Masada. Absolute fucking dream match for both competitors, every fan, and the motherfucking attendance. This was everything it was fucking supposed to be. Fucking nuts. Um, my complaint about this, though, it should have been a semifinal match. It really, really should have. It had the heat. It had the fucking, you know, I mean, these guys had, like, the mutual respect for each other, but as far as, like, two of the baddest motherfuckers and biggest fan favorites in the whole tournament. This, this was that you put this in the fucking semis and know that no matter who goes to those finals, motherfuckers are happy. Um, so, um, yeah, th- this was fucking insane. And this was, um, Schlag doing my example of what I was saying with the fire. He took that shit to a fucking, that, that higher level, that super dangerous fucking fire level where he soaked his fucking elbow pad, lit that shit on fire and had to yank that fucking thing off when he hit the ground because, or hit the mat because that motherfucker was still burning and it wasn't stopping anytime soon. Um, you know, I mean, this was just fucking really, really intense. Um, I think, Blowing this as a first round matchup was not the best idea. It was probably the worst idea. Um, oh well, a top by a worse idea later in the show. Um, so that that was that. Um, so okay, I mean we got three out of four first round matches. Fucking great. Something to look at in every one of these matches where you're going like, fuck yeah, th- this is what's up. Match four, RSP John Wayne Murdoch. Jimmy Havoc. Um, the, the this is you know, Ricky Shane Page and John Wayne Murdoch had grown to have this chemistry together. They tore it up in King of the Death, from what I heard. I haven't watched that one just yet. Uh, King of the Crimson Mask. They fucking 
just destroyed it in a uh, House of Horrors fucking title match. That was the opener on that show, which was crazy, but um, just fucking awesome. Awesome. So you got those two and, and pretty much unknown to the CZW crowd, Jimmy Havoc. Now, Jimmy Havoc, man, he was a dude that I heard so much negative about this dude before I actually watched the show that I had to do my best to give this guy. I generally don't like European motherfuckers. Um, I just something I don't know uh, something about me. I don't know if it's like a dysfunction or like a like a syndrome I have, but something about like European motherfuckers, their their accents and shit. Like just it, it, I don't like it. Um, and I mean, there's, there's dudes like fucking Will Ospreay is like the best high flyer in the world. I mean, I just, I just can't, I can't buy one of his shirts. I can't do it. Um, you know, I don't know. It's my own dysfunction, I guess. Um, so anyway, uh, so, but look, man, I, I watched it and this dude's good. Um, now Ricky Shane Page, man, he keeps taking this fucking light tubes in the mouth spots. I don't know how the fuck he hasn't like turned himself into the goddamn Joker breaking the fucking light tubes in his fucking mouth like that. Cause you rip one of your fucking cheeks open. I mean, these, these shits cut pretty fucking deep. You can easily fucking slice through the side. Uh, I don't know. He took, uh, the one I think he's taken before he took the, uh, light tube in the mouth and a uh, dude head butted him in the back of the head and snapped the tube. Well, like, Seconds later, Jimmy Havoc puts the fucking tube in his mouth and hits him with a forearm in the fucking mouth. I don't know how that doesn't do major fucking damage. Um, so there's that. Um, there was a spot in this fucking match where the glass doesn't break three fucking times. Now, you can call that a fuck up. You can get upset about that. Me, myself. I fucking love it. I love when the fucking glass doesn't break. I still remember an old tournament of death match with Nick Gage and, uh, might be Zandig. Um, he hit him with this fucking glass or it might've been Necro, but it was definitely Gage. He hit Gage with this fucking glass and you just heard a boom and the fucking thing didn't break. And you could tell how mad he got and he tried it again. Boom. Shit didn't do that shit has to be so much more painful than the glass breaking. I have such a high level of appreciation for it. And it, it's just like, it's got a little bit of comedy to it. Cause you know, that shit wasn't supposed to happen and a level of brutality that, that just can't be matched by it shattering. Um, I fucking love it. So he hit like three fucking times, tried to do like a charge type deal to, to break the glass. And it didn't fucking work. I fucking loved it. It's like, those fucking birthday candles that they put on the thing and people keep blowing it and the shit keeps coming back on. That's how I feel about glass that doesn't break on these type of spots, man. Like I just, I fucking love it. Um, like they should, they should, uh, I don't know, maybe either someone in the back rib the dudes and, and make like a pane of glass that just will not fucking break no matter what they do and just laugh maniacally in the back. Or maybe actually just like put like, dummy pieces of glass that aren't going to break and then plan on doing some just blunt spots and shit, you know, make something about it in the match. I don't know. Might, that might be just my, uh, my guilty pleasure or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But, um, maybe everyone else hates it. Um, 
I, I fucking love it. So this 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 three way was fucking good. Now they put they put uh, Jimmy Havoc over. I don't really have that much of a problem with that. Now I think both of those other guys were very very credible, and the guy you know it's it's tough to put a guy over the whole tournament to the finals, you know, into into the finals, win the whole fucking thing, and have him go out first round. That that's a tough that's a tough move. Not only that, but I hate the single three way in the first round. They did the same shit with Gage. I fucking hate that. I despise it. Why the fuck? Like, even thought process wise, like, you know, storyline gimmick wise, like, why would anyone be cool with that? Like, you got to beat two motherfuckers instead of one in a match. Like, why? What kind of bullshit hand did you draw to have two motherfuckers in your match instead of one guy? Everybody else has to beat one guy, and then you can get double teamed by two fucking dudes, no Beckham. And, uh, what the fuck? You know what I mean? So, I don't like the setup of that at all. Like the, it seems tremendously sloppy booking wise, uh, either put more people in the tournament and have three ways all the way through, you know, four three ways or stop it with the fucking three ways. Uh, the one three way. That's fucking crazy. So anyway, he goes over, um, the, uh, the next match was, um, the four way. It was, um, Dan O'Hare, uh, George, George Gatton, um, Jimmy Lloyd, and um, Kit Osborne. Now, Jimmy Lloyd is disgustingly fat. Um, I, I don't see this dude having a long career. I don't know if this dude has a long life if he continues to live the way he does. And uh, it, it's it's not okay to me. Like, I, I don't think it's a funny little, you know, look at him go type shit. It, it, it's disgusting. Um uh, he's not a good wrestler. Um, he, he he's he's in bad shape. So anyway, uh, Kid Osborne is a guy who's never done this type of shit before at all. You know what I mean? So uh, pretty big for him to do it. George was really lined up to be doing this for for Hogan. And uh, Dan O'Hare, you know, he, I mean, he played his part. He was going to be like the, the the bruiser in this match, and he played his part. This match was pretty good, man. They did uh they did a bunch of little crazy shit there, uh, the razor board spot, all this type of shit. Um, again, this was kind of backwards of what Shaheen was asking me about, and the fire didn't cooperate in this match. Now they they lit that fucking bat up with the uh, lighter fluid and the rags and whatever to get the shit done, but again. Mild amount of lighter fluid on the fucking uh, board in the in the corner, and and it just it wasn't gonna stay lit for that. So either you get that motherfucker roaring, or just don't just don't do the fire in the corner. You know what I mean? Uh, that's that's kind of what you need. You know, I mean maybe maybe you want to do some shit where you put a rag on there. You know, staple rags to the fucking board, and then that way it'll hold the lighter fluid. I, I don't know. I you know I'm not a wrestler, but um. As far as the visual of a fire spot goes, it's not going to work with a mild amount of, you know, lighter fluid and motion and in an open area. It's just not going to hold up. So, um, you know, the finish wasn't wasn't that great, but it was because of that, you know. Um, next, uh, semifinals, Cannonball and Connor. This was okay to me, but not great. Uh, to me, this had to this had to top both of their first rounds match. This is you know where I believe they start to lose the crowd a little bit. Um, 
you know, Connor's first round match, they were doing fucking barbed wire trampoline spots. Cannonball's first match, fucking uh, the the fucking cinder block fucking light tube spots and the innovation that was going on in there, just crazy. I don't think that this was a terrible match, but I don't think it topped either one of their first round matches, and you have to. You have to do some kind of build in the tournament where it gets progressively crazier. By the finals, it's out of fucking hand, and those two dudes are just fucking killing it through it. That's what I think you got to do. Otherwise, you're going to hit a lull with the crowd. Um, so that that was that. Uh, then you had Jimmy Havoc and Masada. Now, to me, you know, for everybody saying how, you know, Jimmy sucked and nobody liked him and this and that, Jimmy Havoc was getting a lot more fucking crowd reaction than I expected. To To start this match, the crowd sounded split. Where it was Jimmy Havoc, you know, and actually it didn't even go like that. Here, here's another thing that I think annoyed the fans that weren't into Jimmy Havoc. Not only were they not into Jimmy Havoc, but the people who were found the most annoying way to chant this fucking guy's name that you can possibly dream up. They would go, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy fucking Havoc, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy fucking Havoc, and I and I wanted to smash the fucking speakers of my uh, my computer. When I was watching this on, uh, you know, the, the replay. Um, so I could understand where if you're not feeling this dude and there's people screaming that shit around you, your mood, your mood is definitely not going to go uh, upwards. So, um, but look, I, you know, I was up for giving this dude a fucking chance. Now, they go into this match and they're fucking killing it. Like, they are fucking killing it. Masada, and I said this when Shaheen was, we were doing a show. Um, they, you know, Masada is the guy that if you're not fucking up to snuff, he's going to put you through some shit. He is the fucking measuring stick when it comes to deathmatch wrestling. And nobody's skating through Masada to get, uh, you know, to the finals or a trophy. You know, whatever the case is. You're not going to book someone easily through Masada in a deathmatch tournament. It's not going to happen. They're going to have to pay their fucking dues on that match. That's for goddamn sure. So um, this was brutal, man. They beat the fucking shit out of each other. In my opinion, this is where Jimmy has to lose. He just has to. Unless you rebook this whole tournament. Now, you rebook this whole tournament and you put Jimmy up against the winner again Jimmy can't win this tournament guys he just he can't win this he's the first time in you put him in the finals up against Schlack and push Schlack over you know not only are the fans going bananas for fucking Schlack but now Jimmy's so over that the motherfuckers want him back badly the next year and you could put him over next year because they had such a fond memory of this new guy coming in Killing it, going all the way to the finals and this and that. The unknown guy coming in, kind of making himself known, but beating a few of their fucking favorites. That's not that's not going to work. You put him over RSP, you put him over Masada. Those are two of the most over-fucking faces in CZW. You can't just do that and then expect the crowd. That's why a lot of the fucking crowd left before the main. I, I kept hearing that. I was baffled. Like, left before the fucking finals? What? That that was it, man. You could hear the life come out of that crowd when Jimmy won. When Jimmy won the, that uh, Masada match. 
You, I mean, and I, I think this is 100% where everybody who had any kind of thoughts of maybe I like this, maybe I don't, and they lean towards a don't, and they fucking locked in. Because I'll tell you what, overall, like, the 2015 Tournament of Death, to me, was the worst Tournament of Death ever. I hated that fucking tournament. That was fucking shit. That, to me, was the worst. There's no way that you put this... With matches like that Cannonball match... Matches like the fucking finals. The finals were fucking crazy. The the, the Masada Schlack match was crazy. Masada Jimmy Havoc was crazy. You know? I mean, the whole first round was fucking great. The semis... You know, I mean, again, Masada killed it with... uh. With Jimmy, but, uh, you know, maybe the other one kind of fell a little flat compared to what the first round was doing. But, I mean, there's no way you just look at this shit and go, oh, that was fucking terrible. Nah, man. I mean, I don't know what you guys were watching. Um, Pondo versus Tremont was, to me, what you would expect. A bunch of crazy spots here and there. But, you know, Pondo is fucking older, man. I think he's like 47 years old. I mean, what, what do you want? Um, you know, and Tremont did his, his crazy Tremont shit. So, um, yeah, it was what it was. The, uh, the tag scaffold match was nuts. Um, you know, Dev came off that shit, sprained his ankle real bad. Uh, Kit Osborne stepped up to the fucking plate, came in here and took a fucking beating to fill in. So big ups to Kit Osborne, man. That dude was a fucking all-star that day. Getting fucking work. And, uh, yeah, man, he took some brutal fucking shit in that match. Um, yeah, so, um, I liked the match. I thought it was crazy. They did a bunch of nutty shit. Um, and, uh, you know, this, this led to Danny Havoc after the match saying this was going to be his last match and this and this. And now it's Cologne, you know, telling him, oh, no, you, we, we deserve one more. Da, da, da. So Chris Cash, ladder match with lots more ultra violence in September will be Danny Havoc's retirement match. So, um, you know, I mean, that, that's going to be bananas. Those two have a ton of chemistry. And, uh, you know, that that's going to be good shit. So, um, the finals, uh, it was insane. I mean, it, just crazy, crazy finals. Great shit. Um, and and even when it comes to this finals, I, I you know, I try to do the best, like, devil's advocate I can where I just go, okay, well, if it had to be that, do what? And as much as, you know, it, it's not my favorite pick, I think you put Connor over in the finals before you put fucking Jimmy Havoc over. Because you, you put Connor over... He was going to take a big heel turn. This is the second time in the finals, so he's at least been around and paid his dues as far as you know the company goes and, and been around long enough where it makes a little bit more sense. So he's in the finals. He beats Jimmy Havoc. Let a bunch of people come out to congratulate him and then have him fucking turn and smash everybody and say, fuck you, or fuck this. And I mean, to me, that makes sense. Um, having Jimmy Havoc win and having him turn, okay, maybe you bring Jimmy Havoc in another one or two times. Unless the guy's moving to the States and you're going to get a monthly, I just don't think it makes a shitload of sense. And uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, he got some please come back chance and shit, but um, the overall vibe 
you know, online and everything that I had heard of it, it was like long time fucking fans, like Cookie Guy Steve saying like he's about to fucking stop going. Uh, Jeff Skeleton, who flies in to all these deathmatch tournaments, he has a fucking plane, he's a pilot. He flies in and spends a shitload of money. This dude, like, he puts out fucking money to support all this type of shit. And he's saying like he thinks that's his last one ever. So you guys, like, you made decisions, I think, booking-wise, not performance-wise. I really think that this tournament is catching a lot of unnecessary heat. But um, I, I think that uh, the booking, the decision-making on the booking really turned a lot of fucking people off. And in a way where you don't want to. Again, you're not Vince McMahon. You don't get to just make them the money regardless of what, whether they liked it or not. Like they're, I haven't seen those specific people that down on the product before and uh that that's a dangerous thing to do that that's real dangerous um you know especially like cookie guy that dude has been going since fucking cdw was born and, and invested a ton of fucking money in it over the years too like helping out with shit like fuck man you you lose guys like that if that guy's that down on the product man you, you better start fucking listening because that's bad so, um, that, that's just how I feel about it. Um, I honestly, a hundred percent, like I said, I would have put Schlack over DJ thinking Schlack's green is, is the most retarded statement I could ever hear. Um, I mean, if you're saying Schlack's not Dean Malenko, that's, that's perfectly fine, but who the fuck said he was supposed to be? Um, DJ has attempted deathmatch wrestling a million times over and has never gotten over to the level that Schlack has. He's never cut a promo to the level of Schlack. He's never been believable like Schlack is never never a single fucking day in his life he had to buy a company that mattered in order to get the fucking get anyone to say his name more than once so it's ridiculous and that yeah it is what it is thank you for what it's worth that's my opinion on tournament of death so um check out the hot tag podcast check out me and Shaheen on Sunday like I said um I uh, I uh, have Bone Frog on Saturday. Um, Sunday's Father's Day, but I, you know, I'll be I'll be free by the night time to be able to do some uh, little podcasts. So we'll see what goes on. Maybe we will get some uh, you know, topics up on the Hot Tag Podcast page. Check out that group page. This shit is popping off, man, over there. They got fucking a lot of followers, a lot of activity on there. Check them out. And, uh, yeah, man, hit up some indie topics over there. And, uh, me and Shaheen will be back at it on Sunday. Uh, I mean, their next show won't be till next Wednesday or whatever. Uh, but check out Sports Den. They do their thing over there. And, um, what the fuck else? I think that's it. Man, this fucking, uh, this Perrier fucking watermelon flavor sparkling water is fantastic. That's what I'm drinking tonight. Um, a little too much talking. My throat's a little sore now. So, a fucking uh, call the fucking night. Let me find my fucking outro. You know how I do. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. I I mean, I just I call shit like I see it. Win, lose, or draw. Positive, negative. You can call me what the fuck you want. You can't call me dishonest. I, I'm not a lying motherfucker. I am a passionate. Real straight up motherfucker, man. That that's that's what I do. And uh, if you don't like it, you kiss my motherfucking ass.
kiss my ass if you don't like it. It's my motherfucking house. Have a good night, motherfuckers. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. Tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Like Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide it. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. The Jews are just radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no food. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.